Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. What you're about to feast your eyes and ears on is some incredible football chat. And it's more than your average football chat. I believe this is one of the best shows that you're going to get anywhere on the internet, nay on TV, around Liverpool Football Club. Uh, I was joined by Simon Brundish, a strength and conditioning coach. And I truly learned a lot about what goes on behind the scenes at Liverpool, which is why I wanted to showcase this to everyone who has supported us on our YouTube YouTube channel over the years so please enjoy this clip and hopefully you learn as much as I did out of it might be a good idea to give people a background of what you do and why I want to know what you think on this stuff so this is my wheelhouse this is literally what I do for a job uh I'm a strength conditioning coach and sports scientist for 26 years now that's because I'm old um I've worked across across all sports, but uh, football, Premier League, with Premier League international footballers. Um, I consult with a multitude of clubs, with the FA, England, um, and yeah, this is the exact stuff uh, that that we create training programs from. Um, and um, one of the things that we talked off air before uh, is our fatigue is a fatigue index, which is basically a it's a set of data running. Um, how a player's cl- training load over the course of a week, you would uh, look at external monitors, which are uh, basically how much, how fast and how far he's ru- a player has run. Uh, and you compare them to um, their match day data, and which will give you an acute load for one week. And then you compare those to a four-week period, which is their chronic load, and then there's an algorithm that you, you use to compare those two things, which which gives you a number of uh, how one compares to the other. Anything below uh, 0.3, you're good to go. Anything well, unless anything below uh, anything 0.1 to 0.3 is great, or 110 to 130 percent. They're primed and ready to play as many games as you as you like. Anything above 130 percent means that there's uh, there's been an increase in load of more than 30% of this one week compared to the previous four. That's you're going to have to say this out in layman's injury. terms for me, mate. So, right, so, you, so you're looking at the minutes you, and the workload that they're doing in training and you're comparing it yeah. to the minutes and the workload that they're doing in the games and you're suggesting there is a, a, a 100% of what you would expect them to achieve? Yeah, so so let's say and you don't want to go above one hundred and thirty percent. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what well, kind of right? So so let's go with Burnley or one of those teams that play once a week, right? 
So there are three factors in this. One is match day data. So if, if let's say, um, one of the Burnley players runs uh, 11K a game and he does mm-hmm. 2,000 high-speed meters and he does um, 25 sprints on a, on, a, on a match day, right? The, cr- the training load for that week will be designed around doing twice as much as that Okay. Over the course of the week as well, right? So then you have three times that amount, and that's the. So place. he's going to do thirty-three kilometers, six thousand high-speed meters, and, and seventy-five sprints. Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly that, right? And that's the playing load. That uh, that's the total load from a week, right? The chronic load is how much of that over the course of four weeks is he done? So you, then you get an average of the four weeks. That's your chronic load. The acute load is one week. The chronic load is four weeks. Okay. And if, say, uh, if, a a player that's, <laughs> if a player hasn't, so where this will, this will um, change is suddenly if you have a cup week and, um, and you ask a player to play in the cup week and he gets, uh, uh, then you suddenly get two games rather than one. If you don't change your training week, so if you still carry on training at the same intensity, there is going to be an increase of more than 30% of that load. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, yeah. Does, and if yeah. This, or it happens also more uh, pertinently, more, more commonly, if you have an understudy. That, so you have two centre-backs, a good example from last season. You have two centre-backs that play every game, right? In one game, uh, your centre-back, your chief centre-back that plays every minute of every game, gets injured. So your third choice centre back comes on, but your but he wasn't planned to be primed to be playing every week. So he has a chronic load from training only of two times, not three. So he has he has a chronic load of twenty K, not thirty. And then suddenly he has to play two games a week and train. So he'll have more than a thirty percent increase in his workload. Ah, you know what? I'm getting it now, right. And this is when you, it's the prime that's the important part of all of this, isn't it? So this is when we're talking about your prime and a player for a nine-month season is completely different for priming a cyclist for a four-week tour of France where they've got to peak in fucking July only at their absolute best. Yes, so you want to get players of the the uh, over the, over the course of the four to six week preseason up to being able to tolerate about 150 minutes of game week of game minutes per week right and and you want them to be able to sustain that throughout a whole season for your better players but that's really you that's that's really unlikely for, that you're going to get 11 players that can do that anyway you're looking at players most players can the good players go for about 100 minutes a week average over the course of a season. So you're going to have to dip in and dip out of those and plan and periodize your season. If you think of, there's been lots of conversations over the years of Fergie and how he used to build in blocks over the course of the season. He would tell Scholes, right, you're not playing much in this block, but you'll be playing in the third block after the international break all the way through Christmas. So be ready for that. And over the course of the season, he will have his 100 minutes a week. But the that he'll be fresh for Christmas when there are 13 games in eight weeks and he won't be used when there's one game a week for four weeks when they're going to use another player. So yeah, it it kind of, it it kind of evens itself out. So you have to plan for these things, but the problem is only when you get multiple players injured in the same position. So they're, they're, they're not, they haven't been primed 
to be playing two games a week. And it's, it's very much primed rather than resting. That's one of the things that we talk, we hear about all the time. This player needs resting. You like Jota got injured last year in a, in a nonsense game, or we played um, in the last EFL game, the last Caribou game, we played too many of our starters or against Milan. Um, yeah. But Mo, Mo is perfectly capable of playing. Uh, he has a chronic load of 155 minutes a week. He is... He has five years of history of being able to play that. He's, he's demonstrated that that's where he does it and projected over the course of a season at the current rate he's playing is well within his uh, average, an average season for him. So he can carry on doing that. It's when he's playing too many minutes early on in the season and you're suddenly projected at 20% of 20% more than you've ever played before it's quite likely you're going to break. So you have to you have to bring that down. But mostly it's not about resting players. It's about gradually building up their capacity to repeat. Interesting. Oh, mate, that's so fucking interesting. So how does this... Now, are we, are we ready to move on to, like, the graphic that you've sent us, the Andy Robertson one, and, and how this reflects it? Sure, this is, this is a, a good example if we... Uh, if people want to see this, um, so this is this is how um, I visualize uh, the chronic load for a player. So in this graph, you have uh, the gold line is 2021, the blue line is 1920, the green line is 1819, and then the pink line is this season, over the course of the season from the first week on. So you can see there's the average minutes per week that Robbo does and where he currently sits now because he's just below, obviously, having had two weeks off. Um, and how we would plot this for a normal season is uh, is when somebody's been injured, we have an injury marker on there as well. So you can start to see if there are any patterns of, of uh, if a player gets injured at a certain um, level so, of So, of for example, minutes. maybe in the orange line, Andy Robertson, where it spikes higher than all the others, it might be that there's an injury at the top of one of these spikes more often than not. Exactly, exactly. And you can also see when a player is, if, if there's a, uh, a probably, um, if there's a more than uh, like a 10 degree um, angle there, if there's a sharp increase in, mm -hmm. in that line, that's one of those spikes that we talked about where the increase in game time has been too high compared to the chronic load. Ah. So, the, so these lines are rolling four-week averages. So right. you want them to be curves rather than peaks. Okay. Okay. So wh what am I looking at here, and what's the good, the bad, and the ugly of it? So really, um, the... The, what you can see from Robbo is that he averages, if we had the context of the league, 132 minutes a week would be top 10 players in the league. That, um, that Two games a week, a bit more, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a Champions League player. And uh, as you can see, there are no injuries in there. So he, it, um, I've, I've showed you uh, one of the players, I could show you a bunch of them before, that uh, they get to a certain level and they drop off. But what we can see there is that um, over the course of his his career with Liverpool since uh, the green is yeah his first is eighteen nineteen for the rest of the time he's pretty much been above his average level and he is able to sustain 145 150 minutes a week with it without having to worry about it at all so he's one of those mm -hmm. proper hardcore plodders which is awesome 
this season, so, it, it, the one the one visual you can see from this season is that he can, it, as long as you build up over the, ne- the course of the next four weeks, his chronic load back up to 140, 150 minutes, he has demonstrated the capacity in the past to go for the rest of the season at that level without having to worry about resting. Which is interesting, but what what does something like this do to performance over a period of the, what we're looking at here? Because I think a lot of people would say that Robbo's form dropped off at the beginning of the season. I think you could even argue that last season, the first three months of the season, I think maybe he was Liverpool's best player. Is there anything that reflects more than four weeks, the four years, the the, the full, can you, or are we just, this is uncharted territory, you're fucking on a wing and a prayer, lad? Well, I actually have, uh, I, I've talked about this for Football Manager, um, the game. And uh, we plotted uh, the XG chain against, uh, so exactly the same, a rolling four-week average of XG, XG chain against their playing load, this, and to see how, how neatly it maps. And uh, for some players, quite a, a considerable bunch of players, there, there was an inverse correlation. So the more they played, the, le- the lower their uh, XG chain. I haven't seen this for Robbo, I can't say that. But what we can see is that Robbo had his highest average from the second half of the season he's ever played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he played he played way above his average number of minutes last season for the whole second half of the season. So yeah, he never dips does, below it. It's the orange line, isn't it? Am I right yeah, in saying yeah, yeah. that? So and he never it's hardly, below a surprise, it. hardly a surprise that he, that he kind of ran out of steam. Yeah, this, this also this also involves all international minutes as well. So this isn't okay. just Liverpool minutes. This is all game minutes because the legs don't care what colour shirt you're wearing. And and what I wanted to talk about this and and you've set the scene and I, I'm I'm fascinated by this stuff actually, but. I came into this conversation thinking I wanted to know about this 26th of December, 28th of December stuff that Klopp's been talking about in the news. It's fucking riled people up to high heaven. Like my brother's a blue and he can't abide Klopp talking about this stuff anymore. And he's like, I'm just so glad that Pep Linders is on the sidelines so I don't have to hear him moan about it. And I was like, you fucking on crack, lad. What are you going about? And and this is the thing. This is what the thing. What, why is Klopp so vociferous about changes around Christmas from your experiences and do you agree with him because I don't care if you do or you don't I so uh, there are there are three probably big points here right one Klopp comes from he's a PE teacher he he gets sports science and he he allow he seeks sports science so the the medical sports science and, and performance staff is what we call uh, high performance staff at, at Liverpool have more input than pretty much any other club apart from Arsenal in the league. And he seeks the information that they have, right? And the sports science shows that tradition of always playing at the weekends, the highest number of injuries in the season are the last two weeks of December and um, the last two weeks of April, like before May, um, because that's the fatiguing, the, mo- the most fatiguing time and the longest period without an international breaks. So um, there are numbers that underline this, that, that going to two point, a game every 2.7 days for a month is absolute insanity. It's putting so much ridiculous stress on players. But yeah, traditionally, we've always done it. We always play at weekends. We always, uh, we always play back holidays and then Boxing Day and then New Year, whatever. I don't care. 
Um, I get people that are arguing that we always do it, and it's absolutely true that we have enough squad, that squad size should be able to do these things. Problem is, we've got oligarchs that, are, that have got the best players, the three best players in each position of their team that can rotate as much as they like, and so we have to play our better players more than, than Klopp wants. Otherwise, we can't compete, and the point is to compete, right? And mm. if you look at the actual performance data, the stuff that, that um, underpins the professional game in England, the Premier League, right? High-speed running has gone up 30%, between 30 and 40%. The to- total distances has gone up 15%. Sprints has gone up 50% since 2008. This is, really? this is not, yeah, this is not the game it was in 2008. Wow. So, phys- so tradition is one thing, but the physiological demands, if you look at footballers now, they are, they are mega athletes. They're fucking greyhounds, aren't they? Like, you know what I mean? But you're getting Jordan Henderson, which is the evolution of a, of a great football, traditional football athlete, Jordan Henderson. But then you're getting Kante, then you're getting the ultimate athlete, which is Virgil van Dijk. So he's 13 stone of rock solid muscle. He can outrun for over 10 meters, anyone in the league. He can outrun over, over 80 meters, anyone in the league. And he can do it for 10K if you want in a match. And then he can do it tomorrow too. And then he can do it the next day. And that's, that, this is the stuff that we've never had before. Like you don't have Tony Adams against, against Matt Letizia. Do you know what I mean? There's, and then if you go out 20 years, there's nobody picking, the goalkeepers aren't picking the ball up to waste yeah. time. Do you know what I mean? This is, this is at the highest level of high intensity that, that, is, that the world has ever seen in football. And they're still expected to play, um, again, contra to how our body re- recovers. A body needs, it's, it's been documented in so many different uh, ways metabolically and through, through looking at how blood response is and all lots of different reasons, right? between four and five days before the body is recovered to go again from such a high-intensity training stimulus, playing stimulus of playing a match. And we're expecting them to do it twice in two days. It it makes no sense. It's just going to cause injury and a huge decrement to the quality of the game. So Klopp's not whining? He's a bit of a whiny bitch, isn't he? But... uh, He does go on about it, but he's right. He, both those things are true. He's a bit more rubbish, and he's right. Absolutely brilliant. Well, is it going to change? Is anybody going to listen? No, because you've got Burnley who go, oh, we're going to make those big lads have to have to play two games in three days when 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 we're going to lose anyway. Who cares? But and they play two games in three like, days. Well, they don't care. They don't care if they lose. As long as they get, as long as they get enough points over the course of the season, they don't care throwing two games if it's going to piss off the top boys. That's what just will what, it take? It's, it's the what will it, what will it take then? What will it take for something to change it? I mean, fourteen votes probably, probably which you're not getting by the sound of things. Never um, in one never of these meetings. Is it a big injury? Because don't we? Isn't the whole point to have the best competition with the best players at the top of their fucking game? Like, isn't that the, isn't that what we want to see? Wouldn't everybody rather see everyone's best sense. eleven? You're speaking too much sense. You, you're speaking too much sense after a Euros where we had 56 of the top 200 players in the world injured before it started. After and then Fuck we're going to play a World Cup. We're going to play a World Cup in 50 degrees in in the middle of the European season. 
Just like, throw it at high altitude as well. Care. Fuck it, why not? Let's do that too. Can you do that? <laughs> it's just money. They don't. They like. They don't care, and and we can whinge about it. And in the grand scheme of things, it only affects a very small amount of teams, ones that are trying desperately to win with without the resources to compete against the massive teams who can just play a different player if they if if if. City have or Chelsea. Chelsea will whine about it as well. But if if they have um, uh, a, like a crescendo building of their of a certain of, of a position that's getting a chronic load that's too high, so they can just bring the other lad in to mitigate it, and he is the third best version in the world of that position. Mm. Like the problem is is for us or for Arsenal or for Spurs that don't have those. Um, like directly correlatory players. That's the problem. Yeah, so yeah, we're going from the first best maybe in the world to the top 50 player in that position. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you go for Mo Salah to Divi. Like, or Nico a, Williams. A... Yeah. To be fair, that's happened. Yeah, like, you know Nico. what I mean? Trent and Nico. Yeah, no, that's it. But An the, all-time but the thing. player to a, to a kid. Thank you so much for watching that. I hope you did enjoy that and learn something about what goes into this game that we all love. Uh, if you want to see more of this, I believe this is the best show that's being produced by anybody anywhere on the planet around Liverpool Football Club on a weekly basis. Uh, if you want it, then it's on Red Men Plus. Go over there. We do it. This one was about an hour and 15, an hour and a half, uh, but we normally about 30, 40 minutes each and every week as part of your Red Men Plus subscription. So go over to the redmentv.com Sign up for Red Men Plus and enjoy the stat show weekly. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.